Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com and Information Security Media Group. I'm speaking with Vartanus Sarkazian, Director of Worldwide Cybersecurity Initiative at the East-West Institute. Thanks for joining us, Vartanus. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. For those who are unfamiliar, please take a few moments to tell us about the East-West Institute and its Worldwide Cybersecurity Initiative. The East-West Institute was uh, founded by and co-founded by John Morose, who is currently the founder, CEO, and president of the Institute about 30 years ago, to tackle toughest questions and issues out there when it comes to politics, geopolitics, um, or governmental relations. One of the top issues that the East-West Institute is tackling and addressing right now is cybersecurity. As it's becoming more and more important, we've also realized there's a lot of chaos within the sector. The East-West Institute is, at the moment, in a sense, in the middle, acting as a catalyst, bringing various parties together in order to create an efficient dialogue, hence the start of the Worldwide Cybersecurity Initiative. The initiative so acts as a catalyst, but also is a method of education and introducing education and awareness in various levels. Is there a common view of what are the major cybersecurity challenges from nation to nation, or does each country have their own particular outlook? I would say both. There are a lot of issues that are cross-sector, first of all. So all the sectors have the same issue, and they need to solve the same issue. And, of course, then you have sector-specific issues. Then you have cross-country issues, and you have then country-specific issues. The challenge is not only finding these issues and mutually agreeing what they are and then starting to tackle them one by one, but the challenge goes even deeper than that. It's the, it even goes into terminology. How does one define cyber? What is cyber? Is it a combination of computers? Is it a combination? Does it include this technology or that technology? Is it what kind of communication? Then you have various languages coming into it as well, where it's information security or network security and then cyber security. Given all these various challenges that that creates uh, a lot of a lot of confusion in the international arena where you have somebody saying that this is a very specific issue to us they define it in a certain way but then suddenly you realize this is something else in our country we're defining it in a different way i think many people in the united states were surprised when the center for strategic and international studies in late january issued a survey of global security executives who said they were they had greater concern of the U.S. attacking their networks than they did of China or Russia. How is the U.S. perceived as a threat to cybersecurity around the world? To be honest, Eric, everyone is worried about the other person. Every country is worried about their neighbor, what are they doing, who's, who's responsible, what are the latest achievements there. The U.S. is not perceived any differently than every other country perceives the other country. It's a bit of a wild west at the moment where nobody knows what's going on, nobody knows who's doing what. Keeping that in mind, it's been interesting observing that pretty much everyone is looking at, over the shoulder to the other person and, and, and wondering what, what they're up to. It sounds like there's a lot of distrust out there. How is distrust built? It's built when there, are, there is no dialogue. Distrust happens when people aren't talking, when we are all operating blindly. That's exactly why this initiative was created, is to avoid this kind of an escalation so that we can start talking in a very relaxed manner and be able to say um, 
what the issues are on in one hand and listen to the, the other party's issues and then slowly bring those together on selective matters and selective topics and at least know that, okay, we cannot discuss certain important topics that uh, involve national security, for example, but at least we can start talking and focusing around topics that are of mutual concern. For example, cybercrime. We're seeing that although there is mistrust between various countries, there is also something that is essentially different than it used to be years ago when we were talking about international relations. Now the world has changed from a world of enemies and some kind of an arms race to a war of risks and dangers and a common enemy, the, the hacker or, or somebody who is out there to steal our identity, our information, our credit card numbers. So cybercrime is another glue that is bringing all of us together. All these countries that have for a while been very untrusting of each other are suddenly realizing that in order to solve these issues, they actually do need to exercise an element of trust, start sharing information and operations in order to catch these people. Because cyber world is a different world. It's not a world where you can directly link an attack from a specific country. Attribution is a huge problem in this. Tackling these issues of mutual interest, such as cybercrime, would actually clear the myth around the mysticism of this sector. Being able to internationally solve cybercrime issues would clear the bandwidth, in a sense. You'll start knowing whether a particular attack or an incident is a cybercrime or a different. This dialogue and trust will start uh, being elevated. Yeah, I'm listening to you, and I'm thinking that some of the concerns that at least the United States government has, such as you know, uh, people from abroad, whether they're hacking into government systems or systems of American businesses, is not the major issue to start out with at a conference like the one you're having or any other kind of meeting. But to tackle things that everybody could agree upon is, is a problem that maybe can be resolved and then work from there to maybe handle other problems. Yes, exactly. It's, we need to find issues that are of mutual interest, work around those, what I call the low-hanging fruit, and build these relationships, build this, this dialogue, and then later address the others if, if possible. What we cannot do is sit here and say, why don't we tackle the most complex issue today when we don't have any dialogue, when we do not have any trust, and, and let's see if we can solve it. That would be impractical. Anything else you like to add? These are crucial steps to find solutions for these vulnerabilities before any actual threats have happened. So we're all understanding the need to talk, the need to understand each other, the need to consider each other's cultures, the need to bring these people around the same table and see from 100 issues out there, even if we solve 20, we're already in a less risky world. Thanks, Martin. I've been speaking with Martin Sarkeesian of the East-West Institute. For GovInfoSecurity.com and Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.